Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.health to check out today's podcast and any other future podcasts where you can also leave a rating and review. We love hearing from our listeners because today, and as usual, we have an amazing guest. And today, his name is Dr. Richard Chang. He's a chief medical information officer at Kencor Health, and he's also an interventional cardiologist at John Muir Health. He's in San Francisco, and he's got a really rich history of innovating and providing solutions within the cardiology space. And so we had a pleasure of connecting in, it was uh, Santa Clara for the Health 2.0 event. And so I wanted to uh, have him on our podcast. So Dr. Chang, welcome. Thank you, Saul. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And you guys are doing some pretty cool stuff. Before diving into anything else, I was pretty intrigued by the work that you guys are doing at Cancor Health. Maybe you could offer the audience a little bit about what you guys are doing there, and then we could dive into the questions. Sure. Well, Saul, you know, as a practicing cardiologist, we often uh, recognize the challenges and difficulties of managing our patients. And you know, one of the largest segment of the patient population that's burdening the healthcare system are patients with congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure, that one diagnosis is the single most costly healthcare expense to Medicare on an annual basis. It's huge. It costs Medicare $40 billion a year just to care for patients with congestive heart failure. And so, there's not enough cardiologists to manage all these patients, especially as the baby boomers enter the Medicare age. It's just impossible to keep up. And so, you know, why not use technology and innovative ideas to more efficiently and perhaps more effectively manage and care for these patients? And so that's what we're trying to formulate at Kencore Health. We're using artificial intelligence, home monitoring remote biosensors that we can all integrate into a system of essentially trying to gather more information for the physicians in an efficient manner where it's filtered and presented in an effective way that the physician can respond quickly, transmit instructions digitally through a secure, encrypted, HIPAA-compliant fashion, and delivery of healthcare which I think is changing. You know, with telemedicine, we have the ability to video conference as we are doing now. That's right. And communicate effectively and without any confusion. I mean, the old dynamics of patients calling the office, waiting for a phone call back, and medical assistants who are consistently leaving voicemail messages and this ongoing phone tag of healthcare is really something I think is that's going to change. And that's what we're doing at Kencore Health. We're utilizing the digital biosensors, the ability to track patients' heart rate, their vital signs, their plantable cardiac monitors. That data is also able to be gathered seamlessly and organized. And most importantly, we have designed a avatar on our cloud mm -hmm. that functions really as a digital personal assistant. And so it has the ability to track the patient's schedule, 
their scheduled medications, their scheduled doctor's appointments, their scheduled laboratory examinations that are required. You know, oftentimes we do have elderly patients. They have a difficulty just managing all of the aspects of their healthcare. And it's amazing to me that some of our patients who are taking a dozen medications yeah. and that I, challenge I alone. Yeah. So I think for patients who have complex medical chronic conditions, the ability to facilitate, to remind them, we do also even have a prompt that allows us to tag a family member or tag a healthcare provider that is intricately involved in the patient's care to be able to be alerted when these aspects are not followed. That's what we're trying to do at KenCore Health, the ability to innovate the way that we care for patients. And obviously, we did recognize that the latest uh, statements from Medicare for 2018 does allow for some reimbursement structure for digital health. That's really so interesting. we're excited about that. Yeah. And it seems like it may be that bridge that helps you guys take that technology that you're putting together and actually make it to the point where it's actually something you could get paid for. Yes. I think the, the cost benefits of, of a digital platform will be utilized more often in closed structures where there's managed care. The transition from volume to value, value-based right. care there's a push for accountable care organizations. And I think the, the main concept of targeting value is important, but I do think that what uh, most in the healthcare industry have to recognize that the volume is not going away. The volume is only going up. Yes. And so how do we manage that increased volume more and provide the added value? And I think the answer there is utilizing innovative digital technology and the ability to facilitate increased interactions more seamlessly rather than the traditional office visits. Yes. And you're highlighting some really great points here, Richard, just taking it down this path. What would you say is one of the main things that healthcare leaders need to be thinking about today? I think the number one, as a practicing physician, for me, the number one factor is how do we effectively deploy the healthcare? Everybody's talking about the efficiencies and the systems and the protocols, and people are talking about uh, metrics. And, you know, I think metrics are overly utilized. We spend more time acquiring the data for the metrics than actually delivering the healthcare. Yeah. And I think that's the number one priority that people should focus on. Sometimes the added cost really results in a superior outcome. It's impossible or naive, I think, to think that we can deliver a higher quality product at a discounted cost. It's just not going to happen. Everybody acknowledges that there are trade-offs in, in nations that have socialized healthcare. You know, in our country, in the United States, where we have the highest healthcare spending per capita, we still have a, the most advanced technology, the greatest medical care for multiple medical conditions. So there is some cost related to having superior outcomes and treatment strategies that are developed in our country. Yeah. And Dr. Chang, what would you say at this point, right? You know, you're going to have to layer in some cost in to get some benefit. What would you say to this point, an outcome that Kencore Health has helped an organization, a practice achieve to improve outcomes? So for us, you know, we're a small startup. So we began in a small remote 
outpatient heart failure center. And that uh, heart failure center had been contracted with the local hospital because of their inability to have good outcomes. They did not have the infrastructure or the physician support or availability, really, because they were in a remote area. And we were able to employ our platform to essentially digitize the care of the patients. And it allowed for a medical assistant and a nurse mid-level to monitor five times as many patients without the patients having to constantly come to the doctor's office, which was challenging for some because of distance, transportation issues. You know, for those patients in our population with lower economic facilities, just making to the doctor's office frequently is a financial challenge. Yes. You know, you have some patients who lack transportation and their ability to follow up and be compliant is extremely difficult. And so for us, to employ our digital platform, it allowed those individuals to be able to communicate you know, effectively the changes in their conditions, were able to effectively send instructions in a digital platform that did not even require the use of the phone. They didn't have to even have a landline. Mm-hmm. So we use a Wi-Fi enabled access through our system. And so we can do video conferencing if needed, as well as sending text instructions so that it's all uh, digitize and they don't even have to write it down. It shows right. up and pops up with all of their instructions. So we were able to efficiently maximize the ability to monitor more patients and the patient engagement. We were able to show that almost 80% of those patients had increases in their quality of life, quality of life in terms of their depression, their activity level. We assessed all of our patients on the platform initially with a Minnesota Living with Heart Failure questionnaire, which is standard quality of life measure assessment that's used in most heart failure publications. And we were able to show that use of our digital platform after three months improved their quality of life measures by more than 20%. And I think that without much more than increasing the patient's connectivity while decreasing the burden of messaging to the providers and the physicians. So, you know, we provide a little bit of a filter through the use of our artificial intelligence uh, programming that interacts with the patient on the cloud. Yeah, that's really interesting, Richard. And as we dive through this, there's no doubt you mentioned earlier that volume is going up. It's happening, right? You got the silver tsunami, as they like to call it. All the aging by baby boomers retiring, they're needing care. So the quadruple aim comes into mind where we're providing lower cost technology, improving outcomes, but so important as well is the the aspect of the quality of of life of the provider and being able to help all these people that are coming in, just pouring into their office. What are you going to do to help manage them better? And what are you going to do to improve your quality of life as a physician? Can you speak to that part of it as well? Yes, thanks. Uh, That's a very important point, Saul. I think that most technology or digital health companies really cater to the patients. Their background is usually tech and uh, corporate America, which is very focused on customers. Yes. And of course, in healthcare, I think a lot of times the physician is neglected as being one of those customers. Totally. And, (laughs) And so our platform actually has facilitated all of these interactions. And we have a 
provider dial or navigator platform, which the assistant or the nurses utilize. And for the physician, there's a nice digital summary of the patient's complaint, his vital signs, his answers to symptom questions, his medication profile, his latest laboratory results. All of that is summarized in a digital format for the physician. And the final step in terms of acknowledging the instructions that should be conveyed to the patient is embedded as a suggestion that our AI formulates. And so, of course, as we have more interactions that would improve, we're not triggering our our AI to actually automatically send a recommended therapeutic change that, of course, you know, there'll be some legal constraints. But I think we will ultimately get to that point. The alert summary that's digitalized, the physician just has to acknowledge he can authorize or he can modify it and then send the digital instructions. That alert summary for the physician is already documented. He doesn't have to type a single word and then just electronic digitally sign. And this summary alert embeds into the electronic health record. So, yeah. And, and, you know, that's so cool because a lot of physicians out of the 15 minutes that you get with the patient, you spend half of it in EMR. It's more than that. I've timed myself and I use, a, I use a dictation. I use a dictation microphone. Nice. And I would say that, quite frankly, a 15 minute visit, I utilize maybe five minutes to examine the patient. And then I utilize 10 minutes documenting everything I've discussed with the patient or my findings on the exam. So I would say two thirds of my visit with the patient is struggling with the uh, documentation criteria and clicking the right buttons on the EMR to just to justify the metrics. Right. And so by using this digital platform, I think a lot of the documentation requirements we've designed so that it's pulled in automatically and placed in a format where the physician really just does the the last step, which is the most important, using your knowledge to make the recommendations and treatment. And the only thing that would be required on the physician's part is to digitally sign off on that summary, and the rest of it is embedded. So I think as a practicing physician, I've formulated it that way. We also designed a, a dashboard of patient compliance. There's this huge drive in the healthcare for physicians that's based on pay for performance. And I think those pay for performance metrics are often sometimes causing physicians to either game the system, they might cherry pick the more compliant patients. There is some gaming of the system in terms of their abilities to try and increase their performance. Yes. So they are not penalized. And I think that negatively impacts those in this lower socioeconomic status because mm. you're less likely to take on patients who have the lack of resources and may have worse outcomes for which as a physician, you'd be penalized. Yes. And I think that having a patient dashboard that we've built into our platform, digitize the ability to gather that information, we would be able to designate, well, this patient does not have a car. This patient has low income and there will be factors that you can utilize to say, why is this patient not doing as well as the other patient who has a personal driver, has a caretaker 24 hours a day. And I think those are important aspects that we have to look at. And also for those patients who have all those resources, 
and have a poor compliance with their medications, their diet, their recommended exercise programs, perhaps they should be rated. So we have that built into our platform to say, this is a patient with poor patient compliance. And maybe that's why it correlates to their poor outcomes. And if they do have all those resources and are not doing their part, maybe they should pay a higher premium you know, for, their, <laughs> for, their, for their insurance. You know, they should be penalized yeah. for their poor habits. Oh my. <laughs> not, not the physician who, who gets blamed for the poor outcomes. You know? I totally get that, man. And um, it's interesting, right? Because within the platform, it sounds like you guys also integrated a social determinants of health screening of sorts where you could factor in these things that may be a result of these factors that leads to decreased outcomes. And how to yes, manage so, them ahead of time. Yeah. Yes. So we've had uh, uh, questions, standardized questions to ask. Uh, they've gone out to eat dinner at a restaurant, assess which restaurant, you know, to gather some of their behavioral patterns and their exercise patterns. And I think those are aspects of the patient's health that other platforms are trying to achieve in an app-based uh, module. But in terms of the physician's ability to have access to that summarized information, I think is better facilitated through our platform because of the integration with the care delivery and the instructions and, and more sure. of the professional delivery of healthcare rather than a consumer-based product. Yeah, Dr. Chang, I got a question for you then. So today, it just going, I mean, it's almost all the way there, but the days of a physician hanging up their shingle and practicing on their own are pretty much gone. So now you've got a lot of physicians as part of large systems that have processes and systems in place and, and contracts with large vendors. How do you go about sharing and spreading the great things that you guys are doing in already established systems or do you go a different route? Yes. So I think you highlight a very, very important point. That is the biggest obstacle. People do not like change. Yes. And especially large organizations who feel they have an established structure in place. No one likes to be told that they're not doing the best job. Right. And so I think we're just trying to highlight that utilization of our platform can really fuel and make their existing structure better. We're really trying to incentivize uh, hospital systems to take a look at our platform to experience the efficiencies, the patient satisfaction, the patient engagement, and importantly, also the physician satisfaction and yes. physician engagement on our platform. From what we've done in our small pilots, we've had extremely good feedback. We have physicians who are calling their friends and other organizations and saying, when, when are we going to get an opportunity to use this thing? <laughs> nice. you know? And so I think from a physician standpoint, we do have uh, physician champions who are cardiologists who are essentially banging on the doors in the C-suite and saying, we need this. This is something we need to get. And you know, certainly the uh, payment structure is not established yet. So our biggest hurdle is due to the hospital revenue cycle being, as we all know, a little slow. Yes, so that's the, the greatest challenge in smaller organizations that are more agile and the uh, administrative structure is very streamlined. We see that we have tremendous success hmm. in establishing our platform and then having a little more challenges in the larger organizations with a little more uh, extensive structure to getting things approved. So I think the biggest test for us will come 
since our platform is so new, we're acquiring all the data literally on a daily basis. And I would anticipate in about three or four months, we would have a, a large organization uh, be able to sign on after they reviewed the data from our small sites where we have one or two hospital organizations utilizing our platform. Well, that's really exciting, you know, and if you're a hospital executive looking to start targeting your efforts in heart failure clinics that you're managing, it's important to think about all the options. And I started Outcomes Rocket as a way to make a bridge between those creating some amazing solutions like Dr. Chang and his team and the people implementing solutions. And so my hope is that this conversation resonates with somebody out there and that you check them out because I really do believe that that the solution that they're putting together here is instrumental and could be really awesome as far as the, the quadruple aim and the things that you guys are after. So, you know, at the end here, we'll have a place where Dr. Chang could share the best place to get in touch with him and maybe a connection's made and, and uh, we find a, a synergy. Thank you, Saul. I appreciate that. I think KenCore Health, we have innovated and bring together technology, AI, traditional healthcare, and seamlessly integrated them together to allow for a slightly more tech efficient way of healthcare delivery. So if anyone's interested, they can just go to our website, KenCoreHealth.com. That's K-E-N-C-O-R, KenCoreHealth.com. And we have a contact tab and we're happy to engage anyone who has interest, uh, physician champions, patients, as well as hospital administrators. We've interacted with uh, all aspects, even uh, relatives of patients have contacted us nice. uh, after seeing our platform. And I think that is something that we're, we're very excited about. Yeah, it's beginning to resonate. And it definitely, it really made an impact on me when I was at the conference, just learning more about what you guys did. So really thrilled that you were able to make the time. Right now in this part of the podcast, Dr. Chang, it's a lightning round. I got four questions for you. It's the 101 of Dr. Chang and improving outcomes, right? Four questions, lightning round style. And then we finish up the syllabus with a book that you recommend to the listeners. The first question is, what is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Best way to improve healthcare outcomes is to have a healthy lifestyle. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think the greatest pitfall to avoid is becoming complacent with what you've done so far. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Keep learning. That is the most important. And finally, what is one area that should drive everything else in your organization? Patient care. Patient care should be the priority that drives everyone and motivates everyone to do better than they are currently. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. And finally, what book would you recommend, Dr. Chang, for the listeners to read? Well, I think that nowadays there isn't a single book. I would actually recommend that patients get on the internet and search any health topics on their disease condition. That improvement in health literacy actually corresponds to better outcomes, better engagement. And that's why I would not recommend a single book. I would recommend that you continue to educate yourself on the internet on your medical condition. I think that's a great tip. So listeners, all the pearls that Dr. Chang has dropped on us today, they're all available at outcomesrocket.health slash 
Chang. That's C-H-A-N-G. You'll be able to find all the show notes, links to the things that we've talked about, including his company. Dr. Chang, this has been fun. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and then we can say goodbye. Well, first of all, Saul, thank you so much. Thanks to uh, Outcomes Rockets. It's a pleasure for me to represent KenCore Health. My final thoughts, I would say, is that the most important thing that we do every day is taking care of mom and dad, brothers and sisters, and the healthcare delivery is about caring for each other. And irrespective of what your, your background is, what you do, what you have available to you as healthcare providers, we're always looking to achieve better care for your family. And I think that that's what we're focused on at KenCore Health. Thank you so much, Saul. Hey, it's been a pleasure and uh, looking forward to seeing how you guys develop. Thank you very much, Saul. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.